0: Hey folks, welcome. Welcome. Sorry, I uh, yes, I know Ralph. We got a couple of members in the chat already uh uh chatting it up. Welcome <laughs> Ralph, uh welcome Paul. Yes, we're late, but whatever, but we're here better late than never. <laughs> and let's go ahead and get things thing, uh these things yeah. get this on the road, get the ball rolling. When yeah, are we
1: so- when are we ever on
0: time anyway? We are. We, we Actually, we're, pretty,
1: we're closer than on
0: time. Than we yeah, this is, this is pretty good for us. So yeah. That's fine. Relax, okay? <laughs> Anywho, let's go ahead and uh, introduce our, our star of the evening. You know him? From many names. Oh, yeah. There is many names for this man. This man has acquired titles like no other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they call him passionate. They call him, uh, what is it again? Like king a party spring. animal. The king of spring break. The king of spring break.
2: Um. What What else has uh has he? What are the apart? names do you have there, Pat? That we may not know.
3: <laughs> well, all right. So
0: then, let's introduce <laughs> the doofus and the idiot, Mister Patrick Gooden. <laughs> <laughs> <Well, that's laughs> yeah. <funny. Yay. laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. How are you doing, uh, Pat? Doing
3: pretty good. good Much good. better now. Thanks For asking. Thanks Thank for you. asking. Yes.
4: Yeah, everybody's
2: good everybody's good my brother couldn't make it tonight so he's he's gonna be in the chat there and um i don't know so what have you been up to since uh we last hung out <laughs> yeah yep yep yep
0: well my 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 question is what happened uh at the last event that uh was it again round three for clutch shakers that uh unfortunately we couldn't uh be graced with your presence
5: whatever and i was like man i kind of feel like we're both not wasting our time but like if i don't get more time in this car i'm not gonna be able to do well because i've never really driven a high horsepower turbo car before Mm -hmm. so that was like a big struggle and i was like if i had more funding I could go test the car more i think we would have kept doing it but it kind of just didn't seem like it was really going to work out like nothing on troy's end everything he did was awesome he went right. above and beyond to help me out it's just <clears throat> couldn't get the funding to go testing and if i was only driving the car there i just i didn't think i'd be able to do as good as that car is capable of doing okay
1: yeah and a car like that i mean uh big turbo, high horsepower and, and a track like clutch kickers where it's very technical. I, I can imagine it could be kind of a handful to drive. Is that like, is that your experience with it?
5: Yeah. Cause the only I'm trying to think if I've ever driven the only other big turbo, uh, like two J car was a uh, Adams S 15 mm-hmm. and that was on the skid pad <clears throat> and it had nitrous and it's a big stroker motor and mm. completely different. And right. it was literally just two laps. So like I could give him feedback on what he was feeling and making sure we were like on the same page. Right. right. So other than that, like <clears throat> other than driving a clutch kickers, I'd never really driven a car like that.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm. Are you, are you going to be driving next round a couple weeks? No. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's on the list. I was just hoping maybe
0: like a last minute entry.
5: No, I'll, I'll be there, but I won't be driving.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah.
5: So hey, hang on.
0: I got a suggestion because they've, uh, Clutch Kickers announced that they're going to have a slip and slide. Now, of course, uh, Mr. Patrick Gooden being <laughs> the party animal king of spring break, mm-hmm. I feel like he can go back to his uh, judge <laughs> position yeah. and go and judge the <laughs> slides that are going to be taking place over at Clutch Kickers. Ha- are you up for it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can make it
5: happen.
2: So, so, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So, I saw that text about the slide and I just, the first thing I thought about is like, okay, I'm thinking this big slide after like the 10th person, it's going to start turning blackish brownish and there's going to be this like rainbow haze over the end of it. By the end of the event, it's going to be like jumping into a, a vat of axle grease. I mean, really, this was going to be, I mean, you know, it'd be pretty, pretty serious unless they have some way to filter that water, but it, I, I, I'm not, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah,
5: I feel like the the filtration systems in whole Florida aren't really that great.
2: Mm-mm. It's probably <laughs> gonna be well water to begin with. So there you go. <laughs> so you're, already, you're already starting off on a bad foot. <laughs> All
0: right, go ahead.
2: Okay, so um, one of the questions I had for you is watching because you've been a FD or been a pro FD driver since 2012, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So what would you say has changed the most since? your start in as a pro till now in FD?
5: The, the level of grip Okay. pretty much like the, the level of grip is the reason the cars are so powerful, so hard to drive. Like everything comes from the grip and the speed. Um, yeah, other than that, like, it, yeah, I guess it's really just a grip and like, it's, it's insane. Like I always tell people, like, I wish I still had my FD car and a stack of 285 Achilles to just be like, go drive this and see what it feels like. Cause it's the most insane feeling of how fast the cars are. And I haven't been in it for two years. And from the looks of it, the cars are getting even faster. Yeah. Like yeah. you you watch some of the live stream and it like almost looks fed up because they're going so fast.
2: Right. So because basically, most of the drivers are still the same drivers, and most of the tracks are still the same track. So, what do you mean by grip? Just for people that are watching, how, like, you talk a mechanical group, car setup, tires. I mean, tire size is pretty much the same from where I remember. So, what would you, what do you mean by like more grip?
5: Tires are different. They're okay. <clears throat> like, sure, it's still the 615, the Falcon, but it's a 615K plus. Okay. So, the compounds changed. And if you ran a normal, 615, like the old, I don't know what, 2009 tire Mm -hmm. against the 615K plus, same size, same everything. It would just, it'd be night and day completely different.
4: Mm
5: -hmm. And like Nitto's with the, I think it's a Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm 315-40, like that tire is insane. And it's not just the compound of it. It's how they built the tire. Like if you watch, you can watch some videos of the tire moving and it like, it looks like a wrinkle wall drag tire almost Right. like this, the movement those tires can do. And like, and also the mechanical, everybody's figured out how to put all this crazy mechanical grip in their cars. Mm -hmm. And like, it's also funny. Like every year it's been the same since I started every single year. You do something different. Cause we'll be like, Oh, this is it. This is the pinnacle. It's probably not going to get better than this. And then next year, three rounds in, it's like, Oh, this car that was a rocket ship at Irwindale last year is now like creeping through the track, and everybody else is five miles an hour faster than me. That's crazy.
0: Huh? I, I got a I, um I got a question in regards to the tires. So let's say what you get one of those tires that you just mentioned, and you put it on a standard Toyota Yaris. <laughs> what kind of effect do you feel it's going to have on the drivability?
5: Uh, drive terrible
0: okay there we go they Drive
5: so bad <laughs> formula d cars drive so atrocious unless mm. you're drifting
0: right yeah
2: yeah i mean there's, it, it's gone to a point where the experience and just the everybody's getting so much experience setting up the cars and constantly making changes and making tweaks to really because that's really what you got on the track is to to outperform the other drivers mm-hmm. so you guys are just pushing each other and pushing each other and pushing each other yeah and it's just just evolving the sport so much um and, and you, for a long time it seemed like formula drift was was like the grippiest cars but you're starting to see that now over in europe especially this 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 season right I mean, yeah those cars they're in yeah in, in, um, uh drift masters yeah. they're ripping
1: yeah,
4: yeah. crazy
2: so, fast yeah
1: but what is what does that do to like somebody let's say somebody coming into fd as a rookie and they've never set up a car like this and because if you were if you were a rookie back in like you know back in 2010 even 2012 like when you came in the cars were kind of closer to what people normally set up their cars at as a in a regular fun day or whatever. But now the cars are so crazy. If you're a rookie coming into this, it, how much how much harder does that make it to be competitive right off the bat?
5: It's it's slowly turning into one of those things that it's like I don't want to say unobtainable because it's not but it's becoming so ridiculous of like even the jump from pro-am to pro-2 is is ridiculous and then the jump from pro-2 to pro is crazy like it's it's the and it is talent but i would say talent based on experience kind of thing um but even still like uh kind of going off a little bit like the tire rule for Pro Two, the 255s, I think it's great. But then you go to Pro One after you ran a season on 255s, and you're like, "Man, I made my car super fast. I'm used to it. I'm way faster than all these other Pro Two guys." It's like, okay, we'll bolt this 315 Nitto onto your car and <laughs> run it it. I'm not going to say the tire pressure they run, but it's extremely low. And tow your car in a bunch and make it do all these crazy things. And you go to drive it, and it's like, oh. oh. You can't, it's just like mm-hmm. an impossibility to drive the car. It's mm-hmm. just testing and, and all this stuff. And you can see the dudes that do it right. Cause they're the ones that are involved with, uh, pro teams, even if it's not necessarily RTR or a uh, drift cave or uh, like a big team or Rockstar, mm-hmm. whoever, they'll just be involved with a program. Like say a rookie and then they're like oh i'm going to run pro two next year they get to see what everybody else does and you kind of like progress from there and a lot of the pro guys are <clears throat> they're not going to tell they're not going to give you the setup sheet of course but they'll tell you quite a bit of information
2: mm-hmm. yeah cuz i mean it's still it's still on you to you can have the perfect setup but it's still on your driver to make it do what it's got to do right right
0: yeah i was just uh wanted to ask you how much time do drivers, I guess, in the off-season or how much practice? Well, obviously, at the time that you, you drove are, are, is different from the times now. Obviously, we've heard about tire shortage uh, taking a uh, toll on uh, people's uh, you know, setup and, and what they can do. So my question is, is that how much time do you have in the off-season or on, on a regular private day or something to test out your uh, pro car? It's
5: it's definitely a lot harder now, just in the sense of the consumables have gone up so much, um, and also the wear and tear has gone up so much because it's not, you know, a six hundred horsepower motor; it's a thousand horsepower motor. Mm-hmm. And you go <clears throat> to OSW to test, right? And you go on the oval track. You get two laps. A set of sticker tires is two laps, and Crazy. you know. If you're paying for tires, that's that's a lot of money. That's mm. you know what the pricing used to be. That's a hundred dollars per lap just in tires.
4: Right.
5: And um, and even when you like you have the guys on tire deals, um, you can't call Falcon and be like, oh hey, uh, I'm gonna go testing this weekend. Uh, can you ship me just forty tires? Yeah. I'd be like, like be nice. I don't know, man. <laughs> so it's it's the, the consumables have gone up so much now. You know, back in 2012, 2013, when my car, 2013, my car made 550 horsepower, I could go test and we had CFRC back then too. That was really easy on tires. I could go test and I'd show up with six brand new tires. And like, you know, I had a fuel sponsor at the time too. I just go burn through these tires and I'd get 30 laps Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, like, sure. This isn't a FD track, but seat time is seat time Mm -hmm. driving. Is practice so you know i could do that but now it's like even in 2014 when i built my turbo car it's two apps to a set of tires it's the consumables are what kills it now i guess mm-hmm. yeah you mm-hmm. gotta
2: get some now it's more it's less about product sponsors but now for the drivers that are pro they really need to be getting like cash sponsors to help out with the program
5: right and then you, you like if you have another car it helps like Um, like what RTR does with Vaughn and Chelsea, like they're coming to, um, freedom factory next weekend for the drift event. Right. And you know, they're not bringing their FD cars they're bring the demo cars, which drive completely different, not completely. They're very different cars, Mm -hmm. but they're driving and they're driving the same chassis Mm -hmm. and they're just burning laps and burning laps, but they have the ability to do stuff and where Nitto will be like, Oh, you're going to go to this event. That's going to get all these spectators, live stream and everything and then you know Cletus will do something extra with them to like generate more not profitability but like marketing you know what I'm trying to say yeah yeah. so where Nitto's like oh sure Vaughn and Chelsea like we'll ship you 40 tires you know I don't know if they're gonna go through 40 20 tires 30 tires however many might be Mm -hmm. because Nitto's getting a kickback out of that right because Nitto also sponsors the Freedom Factory and there's stuff like that that and I'm not hating on those dudes at all. Like I'm very close with both of those guys, but the lower level dudes don't have the opportunities to do that. Like uh Jonathan Hurst can't call Federal and be like, hey, I'm going to a parking lot in Paducah, Kentucky, and there's gonna be like four dudes there with their squatted trucks, and I'm gonna do donuts around them.
4: Yeah.
5: Federal is gonna be like, no, man, like <laughs> you can squatty. buy a couple tires from us. Mm. It's just, it's it's hard. It's like I I almost understand how people start to hate on the RTR thing because it's like, well, they get to do this and they're already so good. But it's like they've put in so much work to get to where they are and do the Mm. things that they do and have the the absolute genius marketing brain that that JR has Mm -hmm. to do that stuff. And it's it's one of those things like that time might have kind of passed to exceed to the level that Vaughn is right now just coming up from nothing and not doing YouTube or, you know, buying a ride with a bigger team or something like that. Not saying it's impossible, but it's, mm. it's very challenging.
2: Yeah. But yeah. marketing has changed totally since, since you started, right? I mean, you got the way Instagram and Facebook have blown everybody up and the, the, the power of YouTube, right? You got yeah. Adam LZ and you got um, Taylor Ray and you got a lot of other drivers that are, that had a following from YouTube that are taking that audience and even Cletus, if one day maybe he throws his, his hat in, in the ring at a uh, FD will be great as well. Mm-hmm. I mean it's great for the sport, but as a driver and a new driver, it's more to manage because now that it's constantly changing on how uh, you got to present yourself to sponsors and to all the different outlets and you gotta be now you gotta be on TikTok. You know, you gotta have all these different yeah. things and and it's almost like you need to try to have somebody that you're close with help you manage that because as a driver coming up to manage all those things by yourself and still focus on driving is almost impossible.
5: It's, it's very difficult. There are dudes that do it. Um, I'm trying to say this delicately cause I'm not like talking trash about them, but like the guys that are trying to do it all on their own, do all of their own like marketing management, and all of their own mechanic work and all of the driving, driving the rig. You can't, you're going to burn yourself out and you're not able to, you have to constantly be creating content at this point. Mm -hmm. And like when, when I came into pro drifting, it was like this magical time when Instagram happened Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, okay, here's a free way to do it. Like we can market ourselves for free and just post pictures and Mm -hmm. what 15 second videos at first. And all the companies were just like, Instagram, Instagram, we got to do Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. So it was just this free thing you did. And if you had a YouTube, you just post like, hey, here's one of my laps from Formula D this weekend. Mm -hmm. But it was just post every day at Formula D on Instagram. And you would, and the companies loved it. It was Mm -hmm. great. And then it evolved to like the YouTube stuff. And a lot of people get super upset that the, the YouTube guys like are stealing people's budget and, and this, that, but like working so closely with Adam, that dude works harder Mm -hmm. than most people that I know. Mm -hmm. And sure he is getting some stuff from YouTube. Like there are some companies that are like, Hey man, here's whatever, monetary or or product because you have millions of um, YouTube subscribers. But he didn't just open YouTube one day and go, I'd like three million subscribers, please. Right. Like it's it's work. It's that kid works his ass off. It yeah. is the most impressive thing I've seen. So it's like, yeah, that sucks. That like YouTube stardom is almost like a crapshoot. You mm-hmm. don't know who's gonna take off and who's not, but like he did it. He works his ass off. You can't be mad at him for taking these deals because the companies are getting a better value out of it
2: yeah i mean adam lc i think we talked about before he's like the real life truman show right yeah people have basically followed him for a a good portion of his life right so they kind of grew up with him because he was doing it before he started drifting he was on the on the youtubes but uh (laughs) but i'm just saying that he does i mean he does i know we had officer dan on um a few months ago ago whatever talking and and When we were talking before we started the show, he was saying how same thing, how hard he works and how much he has to sacrifice. Like he can't go anywhere. Right. He he, Dan shared with us a story about that. They were pulled over, broke down on the side of the highway. And Adam just took a quick little uh, selfie. And they were able to, like, pinpoint, triangulate his position by the corner of a sign on the highway. He said, before you know it, there's 50 cars on the side of the road. Of course, Dan was pissed because he's trying to fix his truck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know point is is that he does he does and i know he has a hard time trying to just get away and i'm, I'm sure it's it's getting to the point where he's just done with it but we all have learned a lot from him mm-hmm. and i live yeah. vicariously through him because everything yeah. that he's doing is like what i would do if i had his money i'd buy a <laughs> yeah. compound i'd be driven on and have all those sick cars and i'd be doing everything absolutely, that he's doing. absolutely everything yeah. that he's doing so like it's great to see that and um yeah i'm jealous but not in like a spiteful way you know what i'm saying i'm just like man right. i wish I, I, I that's if i could live a life he's living a life aside from i'd love to do uh i'd love to be like the, i love top gear you know those three guys yeah, and yeah that yeah. would be another great thing to do but get back on topic um adam lz definitely is is a uh how can you say he's an anomaly for us in, in drifting and what he's brought to formula drift has been great um but there, there was um something else I want to ask you, I know I read one of the articles from back in the day and you were saying, you were talking about how Dale Earnhardt was probably one of your bigger influences as a driver. Um, How does that, and me and Noel were talking about, how can you, since he's not a drifter, what is it about Dale Earnhardt that you were able to pull in like um, inspiration from?
5: Just how he handled himself um and like and honestly now like the more i get involved in the nascar scene not saying i'm involved the the more Mm -hmm. i watch it and whatever you know Mm -hmm. um i kind of realize like my racing career is like nothing how he drove Mm -hmm. you know and i like oh i love dale like this that the other it's like no that dude like kind of drove like an asshole sometimes and i don't (laughs) think i ever like Drove like that, or or did the things like that, and like, but d- the biggest thing that I've learned now that I wish I would have learned sooner and been able to put into practice was hearing the stories about like his souvenir endeavors, like the merchandise.
3: Mm.
5: Like, there's tons of stories. Jeff Gordon talks about it a lot. Of um, everybody thinks Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon hated each other. They were super close friends. Or not, they were very close. They mm. worked with each other. But Dale Earnhardt was like, listen, man, you got to get these diecast cast cards, you got to get these shirts, you got to do the hats, you got to do signings, you have to do this. This is where your money is. Because racing could stop tomorrow, but you can keep selling this and keep selling that. Mm. <clears throat> and I wish like I would have put that into practice more. Like knowing more about Dale Earnhardt now, his business side, I take more inspiration from that. But in a sense of like, I, I kind of missed out and I wish I would have done it. And, you know, there were times where I was like, I'm just not gonna spend the money on shirts because I'd rather buy this for my truck or you know I don't need it, but I'd rather have that than like spend money on shirts. It's like, well, you know, you buy a hundred shirts and you sell them, people see them, then you buy two hundred shirts and sell. It's that whole thing, like
2: right you're marketing yourself yeah. marketing. marketing yourself
1: yeah
5: right and that's uh
1: um, that that's something that uh well it's a good thing you pointed it out because a lot of uh drivers it's not even so much about your success on the track it's how you know you uh people perceive you how you market yourself how you know you're in the people's eye more than anything uh mm-hmm. and you know the the track is just you know yeah, people see that, but it's but if you're more, if you have more merchandise, if you're more interactive with people, that sticks with them a lot longer than what they saw on track. And mm, and I right. think that's something to learn for most people up and coming into into the sport. Yeah, you're not going to get a sponsor to say, I'm going to win every event this year. It's
2: more you about... You can't say that. <laughs> right. It's more about, this is what I'm going to do. Try to get your sponsors the most exposure as you can.
0: I was just thinking, remember those old, like, uh, wrestling uh, action figures? you know yeah it'd be great right. if there was an action figure of pat in that format <laughs> and then i oh think God. that would sound like hotcakes yeah pat i'd buy one there you go what little, do you think about I, that i don't pat? know maybe
5: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> probably wouldn't sell too great <laughs> what are you talking about i'd
0: be first in line <laughs>
2: ben always a question. questions from off left field <laughs> but you know i always say like back in like towards the end of the county line days i always wanted to do like like some stupid WWF old school, like video to challenge like the Orlando guys. Like we all get together yeah. with like mullet wit, it, like, and just have this like belt and pass it around. We we never end up doing it, yeah. but we always joked about it. It was always something that, that I think you guys probably would love too. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So I got another question and this has to do with, um, just this scene in Florida, Florida has gone i want to say five six years ago where i would say people knew we drifted in florida but really not like that much right they knew formula drift came down they knew but osw or pbir only basically where formula drift would go outside of that people are like oh there's drifting in florida now you got clutch kickers you still got formula drift coming down uh you have the the birth of adam lz's compound taylor ray yep Cletus buying out what De so- DeSoto, right? De Soto, yeah. is buying out DeSoto, making the Freedom Factory. What are your thoughts about Florida now? Seems like it's becoming a hotspot for drifting.
5: I was talking to somebody about this like the other day. Um it's it is very weird because when we moved from CFRC to OSW, the first event we did, there were like 60 cars bunch of spectators like oh it's awesome like cool everything carried over and then three events in i like we would literally do events sometimes for three cars mm-hmm. wow. like i'd show up unlock the gate and i just like, be sitting there and then like a car would pull in i'd be like oh are you driving like yeah i tech the car we could run an event you know from nine to five but literally run the event from nine to eleven because the dudes would run out of tires because there were three of them and mm-hmm. they'd just be like well we're gonna go home now We'd be like okay, cool. Like we just lost money opening the gate. Like <laughs> sucks. and that, like that went on for a good year of mm-hmm. just like our average car count was like 20 yeah. and it was pathetic. Like no one was coming. No, one. no matter what we did. And you know, the track owner goes, up, he's like, you guys got to market it more. You have to do this. You have to do that. So like Tyson would make fires and pass them out and, Donnie would make flyers and pass them out. And then I'd be like, well, I'll I'll invite some of the South Florida guys. Or we'll talk to this person. and We'll do that. We'll do this. Nothing mattered. And then just, I think Formula D coming helped a lot. But also, the skid pad at OSW changed the game completely. Yep. Like, I've been to, I don't really go to OSW that much anymore. But, like, I've been to two events this year to where the pits look like Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Wow. it's you can't if you don't show up when the gates open you can't find a place to park and right. there's people like parking out in the grass and driving in and people are parking their trucks and trailers like on grid because there's nowhere else to go for a, just a normal event mm-hmm. and you're getting like 80 to 100 car counts for just normal whatever events and i don't i don't really know what changed and i don't i don't necessarily want to like not that i don't want to give credit to these guys but i don't want to say it's all from this but i think it was um matt jenge uh adam and taylor driving the z's because mm-hmm. they just showed up in these cars drove them crashed them bounced off each other show up on a set of kendas leave on a set of kendas driving back and forth then more z's started showing up and then everybody's like like what chelsea doing? the e36s and e46s those started showing up mm-hmm. then frs started like we would go through weird phases of these huge car counts of one specific car yeah. <laughs> because this, the skid pad, you could drift anything,
4: right? Anything
5: yeah. will drift the, the layout in second gear. But I really think it was Matt, Adam and Taylor with the Z's just kind of blew everybody's mind. And I know they weren't the first ones to do Z's. Right. I know there were other people that did it probably in Florida too. But Phillips. Like, <laughs> oh boy. So there were other people in Florida that probably did it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. And, um, <laughs> But I think them with their YouTube reach, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, like you can do that. You can just buy a Z and put steering spacers on it and go drift. I literally think it was the skid pad, the cart track at PBIR, mm-hmm. like the smaller tracks. You know, clutch readers is new, so mm-hmm. they're doing right. great, but they didn't spur this. Right. And the, the Zs and the FRSs and like the the super low power, low maintenance. You can bolt one set of tires to it and drive all day. I think that's what changed everything.
1: Yep. And uh, it's crazy now that you say that, because I mean, almost every weekend, there's even private days and everything and those fill up, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, there's drifting every weekend here in Florida somewhere, you know, and it's packing out. So it's, it's definitely awesome to see the growth of uh, the culture. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and
2: now we got uh, Jackson's been doing the Sebring events, which have been great. I don't know if. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, especially there's that Holy Shift event coming up. I don't know if you're going to be able to make it. Um, but that I don't. know. Have, when's the last time have you been to a Sebring event? No, uh, you got it. You, gotta, you gotta, I mean, it's on now both tracks because you, you know Chris always likes to have two tracks, three groups, and he just rotates them through. Yeah. Um He's both tracks are on, or both uh, layouts are on on the actual track. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And both tracks are mid to top of third gear entry. I mean, if you have more power, fourth gear, if you could do it, but uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. So now you got Sebring. So that's another track that we got in the mix.
0: I was just thinking about um, going back a bit, uh, Pat Gooden coming out to PVIR for one night and how excited he was for just being able to link the whole track. When was this? This was, Way back. Oh, okay. I'm talking about way back. Right? Oh, okay. Pat, do you remember what I'm talking about? Like 2008, probably. <laughs> like Turtec days. Turtec days then.
5: Yeah, it was the it was the demo, right? That we did with Harry.
0: Probably. I, I think so. I just I remember like how ecstatic you were because I think you were like one of the first. Actually, it was one of the first times we actually had full access to the track, the whole track. Because usually, what would <laughs> happen was... is, is that they would give us like a little section, and it would be like. Okay, whatever. But then, like, all of a sudden, like, they opened the floodgates. And I know, like, Pat was salivating at that. And then he just <laughs> went, but he went full throttle on that one.
5: Yeah. That event, that demo was the first time drifting happened after it turned into PBIR. Mm-hmm. Like, when it went from Moroso to PBIR, that, that demo we did, I think it was 2008, was the first time they allowed drifting there. And, uh, Harry basically did the whole thing mm-hmm. and it was like me, Dan Chilton, Gary James. Uh, I think Shan Raffi were there. Like all the like Ooh, old school, old school dudes were there.
2: I haven't even heard Gary's name in a long time.
5: Yeah, I don't know. Working on tractors or something, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was sick. Like I, I wanted to drive with Gary the whole time because his car and my car made similar power. And his car had a... He put a damn uh, three-gallon drag racing fuel cell in it. What? He could do, oh, no. <laughs> On a rotary car. He could do one <laughs> lap, and he had to go on for gas. So I was like, well... And they wouldn't... The way that the PBIR structured it, they wouldn't let you drive by yourself. You had to be in a pair the whole time.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And I was like, what am I going to do? And then Harry still had the, the 5 Series. Like the crazy high horsepower yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's a... He's like, we will tandem. And I was like, oh, uh, and he goes, mm-mm. He goes. you in front. And I was like, all right. So we would drift. And then at one point he was mad that I wasn't entering fast enough. Like when you come down the, the big long straightaway into the right, I'm like, my car made like Two hundred and eighty horsepower. It was wide open. I'm like me, and then I'm like, I feel like boom, boom. I'm like, what is going on? Harry just started crashing into the bat. Not crashing, but pushing me faster. <laughs> the, like I had to, I had to clutch in and just let him push me down the down the straightaway, and he would push me off, and then we would enter. Wow, <laughs> that was yeah. yeah. Harry, Harry, is,
2: Harry's one. You know, I. You know, he's building something, right? Is he? Yep, I ran into him. Uh, about uh, let's say a month and a half ago at a car show up in west palm beach and he ju- he picked up i believe he picked up an e46 and he showed me mm-hmm. pictures of it he's putting a motor in it so we we may see him back out again Sick. soon so i love harry harry's freaking a blast, i love harry, harry. Yeah. that <laughs> yeah. dude is awesome yeah he just he's just like i don't know You can't describe him he doesn't give a crap about anything he's just gonna anything. go out there you tell me you want to warm your tires. It's like, ah, I don't want to warm up my tires for what? <laughs> I don't they're, need to warm up my. They're tires. gonna get warm anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it just that I. It's one of those personalities that you. It's like he's one. He was he was his mold when they when they made him. They threw away the mold. That was it. After that,
4: that was it. one use
3: only.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I got a question in the chat from uh, well, Emil or Emil, whichever Emil Garcia. Who uh, wants to know, uh, Pat? How do you feel about pineapple on pizza?
5: It's <laughs> disgusting. It's not I, good.
2: It, it's stupid. I, it, I I agree.
5: If people are like, "Oh, well, you just don't have a complex flavor profile," shut up, you dork. It's <laughs> bad. <Yeah. laughs> this is, <laughs> nice. this is not, not good, man. Yeah, Definitely. you would hate me. You like pineapple on pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: it. You're
5: stupid,
4: no, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, oh
2: boy. okay i got a question for you and uh, you may want to think about this if you had to pick your favorite tandem now I'm, you've driven a lot of tracks so just like your favorite all-time tandem doesn't have to be competition it could be just for fun if you can just look back in your career and, and everywhere you've been what what would it be
5: i got that it's uh um remember when xdc went away and that w drift series came around
0: and oh, they ran that
5: round. Yeah, it was like world drift. Yeah. But it was still XDC and it was like the hokiest, cheesiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> me, and, <laughs> me and Jeremy brought our FD cars there. Cause we're like, oh, like a bunch of like gnarly dudes are probably gonna come. And it was like three thousand dollars winner take all. So we're like, we're trying to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Expecting like other dudes from out of state to come, other FD cars, like this and that. It was all the orlando locals <clears throat> and like like tom barnard was there his car was gnarly and he shreds but like it rained right before top 16 started it, um, no it rained right after qualifying and we couldn't even run cuz the track was so flooded and we're sitting there and they're like driving trucks on the track and they finally cleaned it up enough for us to run and i we look at the bracket before we start and like i'm on one side and jeremy's on the other side and i was like all right that'd be cool like meeting finals like whatever i kind of feel bad about it like we we get down to finals and i was like oh it's me and jeremy i was like oh man me and jeremy our cars make the same horsepower we're on this literally the same exact tire mm-hmm. so i was like i just gonna let all the air out of my tires i didn't have a tire pressure gauge <laughs> i just like sat there with like my truck key and just let the tires out so they looked flat and it was like still super wet i was like all right this will be pretty good And I qualified first. So I I led first. And I felt so bad because Jeremy thought I didn't air my tires down. He thought we were just going to drive normal.
4: (laughs) And I just (laughs) rocket ship.
5: And he's like trailer hitching behind me, like super gnarly. And then I go to follow and I didn't have a spotter, like, because we didn't bring spotters or anything. And I'm like, I was like, well, it's Jeremy. He had to be touching me the whole track. I was like, I guess I just got to touch him the whole track. And it's like, starts raining again. And I'm like, it's probably the closest I've ever followed anybody consistently the whole time around CFRC. I was like, Oh, oh like every transition I was like, Oh, I'm going to hit him," And somehow didn't, that's the one that always sticks out to me. Cause I think that was the first time that I was really like, all right. Like if I hit this dude, I hit this dude, like whatever. Nice. But at the same There's time, it would be a better one.
0: I mean, at the same time, Jeremy Lowe has had his fair share of uh, crashes. So I think if you were to hit him, <laughs> yeah. he probably wouldn't have minded it at yeah. all. He
2: crashed really bad down here at the D1 event. Down oh, in Miami. yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: That,
2: that was a bad one.
1: Yeah. I remember that crash specifically because it was raining and he came in late and clutch kicks into the corner. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's a good story because it, and I guess it comes it, we all have these uh, moments in, in driving where it just impacted the, the most, and I think that was probably a point where you were you were taking you were going to the next level, and I think yeah you should I guess being on Jeremy like that made you realize like okay
5: wow okay I'm I'm you're getting there right
0: yeah that you're yeah, capable it, of more
2: yeah
5: if it if it wasn't they're, they're both rain battles that I'm thinking of if it wasn't that one with Jeremy it would be with Chelsea. And um, uh, 2019 in Atlanta.
2: Yeah, I remember, ah, I remember it was, it was it so good.
4: <laughs> yeah,
5: and like I follow, and it sucks that he hit me, and like whatever, because I wish we would have like actually battled, battled. Mm-hmm. But following him, I was like, cause I talked to him beforehand. I'm like, hey man, like, I think I can win, <laughs> like the whole event. And he goes, yeah. I'm like kind of nervous, and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, like. I'm kind of stressed to run you. Your car is like ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And then I followed him. And I remember like, we've come across like the finish line and we're like out on the rumble strips that are just ice. So we're yeah. both stuck. And I was like, Oh, and the only thing I think to do was reach down and push the push to talk to talk to Jeremy. And I was like, I was like, Holy shit, Jeremy, that's the craziest thing I've ever done. Like still <laughs> drifting. <laughs> I straight up and Jeremy goes, I've never seen you do that before. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I was like, I think we can win this event. <laughs> and then we were like, you know, whatever. But like that following Chelsea there was crazy. Like looking back, you watch the run. It really wasn't like that great of a follow run, but it was just the conditions were so crazy. Cause you entered in right where inner one is. Mm-hmm. There's a river that runs across the track. And uh-huh. I did, I literally don't know how we both made it. I don't know. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I, I was at that event, uh, obviously spectating, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was it was such a crazy event. I've never been to a rain event where I actually enjoyed the competition like that. Because usually, when it's raining, it's like oh, they're skating around. It's icy. That event was gnarly, and then yeah. you had and then at the end of the event, all the cars were like covered in mud in that red clay, yeah. and I was like, man, they all had to drive through that. That is, I mean. I don't know how, how I don't remember how far you got into the event maybe top eight or so, but were you top encountering eight. a lot of that, the, that red clay and how did that affect the, the driving?
5: So the clay I didn't notice, but when I ran Essa in top eight when I led, I like I was starting to dry up a little bit and I still entered a little too far back so I had to like extend farther and I dropped my front driver's side wheel at inner one through the mm-hmm. mud right as essa was coming in, like not full angle with me, but kind of like pointing at me to like attack.
4: Uh, and when
5: I did that, it shot mud all over his windshield. And I was like, Oh, that's crazy. But it, what it mostly shot through was his, uh, passenger side window. Oh, and oh it no. literally ruined his car. Huh? Like wow. they tried to clean it at the event and they're like, we can't clean it. And then somebody was supposed to clean it. Didn't it shows up the Jersey and it just set in the Achilles rig and baked. Oh. And he's like, oh pottery! <laughs> he's like he's like yo, I'm literally about to paint my car. He's like all my stuff is so messed up from the clay. He's like yeah. I have to paint my car right now. And he like took his like was pressure washing his seats because they were so disgusting, oh. and then like sanding and painting his car back white again on the inside.
2: Oh wow! 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 Well, yeah, that clay, that clay, ain't no joke. I have another question for you. What would you say is your <laughs> favorite track that you've drifted?
5: Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um. I like Road Atlanta a lot. I like Long Beach a lot. Mm-hmm. But I also really like English Town. The road course in English Town. Okay. That track is that's so fun, and it's okay. crazy because it's fun all the way down to like a, like all those dudes or the Bloodmaster dudes are driving. 250 horsepower SR cars. Mm -hmm. It's fun in those and it's fun in even a stock Z. But then you can also bring a Formula D car there and it's big enough that it's still fun. That track's a lot of fun.
0: Hmm. Nice. I had a question going back to um, his encounter with Chelsea. Uh, What is your take on their um, public strategy from their last event where they were saying that they were going to be Um, I want to say sandbagging, but they were taking the um, strategic approach. Strategic approach. Yeah, Yeah. whatever that.
5: Yeah, what's your take on that? Like purposely qualifying low. Um I mean I get I get Chelsea's thought process on it of like if I'm gonna win the event, I have to run Odie, Matt Field, Forsberg. Vaughn, he's like, I'm going to have to run these guys eventually. He's like, So if I have to meet him in 32, I just, I'm getting it out of the way, whatever. And with a driver like Chelsea, follows so crazy and aggressively. And the way that car sounds following you, he can like kind of throw you off. And that's his whole thought process. It's like, Oh, if I just follow first, I can pretty much do the best follow I can do and like, make that dude push too hard Mm. not 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 that not that chelsea needs somebody to make a mistake for him to beat them like i personally think chelsea is the best drift car driver in the world but like he can do it and just be like all right we'll do better than that and then this dude has to do a perfect follow behind chelsea which that car is insane to follow Mm -hmm. because it's just so much angle and it's so fast and it's like picking tires up you're following you're like what is going on up there?
3: Right. right. It,
5: like, I, I get the concept. It's just, it's probably not something I would do, but mm-hmm. I don't drive like Chelsea. So,
0: I mean, in many ways, it, uh, it's very reminiscent to what we saw with Daigo Saito when he joined the series. Mm-hmm. And it, we found it very peculiar at first, how he wasn't qualifying in the top spot. He was always usually in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, we figured out. It's like, wait a minute. When you analyze the trajectory of the battles, it doesn't really he doesn't really encounter any sort of heavy hitters towards the until he gets towards the finals. I would say, yeah, and that's when he would have to work extra. So, in many ways, it, this isn't. I mean, in my opinion, this isn't new, mm-hmm. but now what's different about it is that it's More it's obvious. also open yeah. and and publicized the way that it's uh, the way that they went about it. And it also takes me back to the one more run over at clutch kickers, where when we Mm -hmm. interviewed some of the drivers we're surprised to find out that they prefer to chase Mm -hmm. because they felt that they had a better chance overall of getting, uh, obtaining a victory Mm -hmm. with that approach.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, one of the other things is that, that you get to chase first and that allows you to conserve tires for your second run. So that way you have a better chance of running away with it because you got more tire. So that's, that's yeah, really you, the big,
5: you definitely use less tire on the chase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and it so, also, also makes more strategic sense now than it did back when Daigo was doing it because there's no championship points in qualifying. So why even push? So.
5: I, well, I also think with Daigo, that wasn't a strategic thing. Uh, I think Daigo knew his strong suit was tandeming and he would make that car so fast. Cause he'd just be like all the, like you don't win on Thursday. You don't win on Friday. You win on Saturday in the battles. So he's like, why would I waste my time? I know I'm going to qualify. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to make my car as tight as it's going to be, you know, with variables to follow slower cars, whatever. But like, he just leaves the car hooked up and just kind of do whatever he wanted so he'd be like, okay, whatever. I can just do this lead run again, and then I'm going to follow this guy just touching him the whole way around the track.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When Daigo came over his first year over, I think that changed a lot um, for a lot of the other drivers as well, because he brought his experience to the table, and when he first came, he was shredding, and people were like, wow, okay, we need to step it up. And, and now when <laughs> Daigo comes, I mean, he's still a contender, but that first couple of years he was like the man and then it, everybody caught up and it really wasn't that way anymore. So yeah. It, it's cool to see that. I wonder if we well, hopefully next year we'll get some, some of the other drivers like James Dean and all them back over from Europe.
1: Yeah. I would love to see that.
0: Yeah. Uh We got a question in the chat, which I, it's a question and I'm just going to throw <laughs> it out there because I mean, yeah, once you hear the question, you're going to be like, really? And so it's by well, Stephen. It's a question It's a question. All right. Yeah. Stephen Chico writes, uh, are you still the king of spring break?
5: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think I am anymore. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> hey, hang on, sir. Whoa there, mister. Whoa there. All right. It doesn't matter who, who, you know, if you feel that way, but in our hearts, you will always be the king of spring break. Mm-hmm. All right, sir. I'm
5: like the, I'm like the archduke of, teacher in service day or
2: something no, the arch duke <laughs> i
5: don't know oh that's funny
2: Archduke of having fun in spring not not uh yeah not <laughs> oh, okay
0: all right uh and also we have a comment in the chat uh that is um relevant to what we're talking about higher qualifier uh, this is from paul s who writes higher qualifier should be able to choose leader chase especially being you don't uh ha- um, points for qualifying which it makes sense in some regards, but I don't know.
1: I Actually, I kind of agree with that because it goes back to how they do it in drag racing. Higher qualifier has lane choice. Oh, so, yeah.
5: Pat, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I guess it kind of doesn't, it kind of doesn't matter. Like, I, I, yeah, I guess you could do it, but, yeah, but it's kind of right. like. It doesn't matter, I guess.
2: I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but you think about it. Okay, it goes to drag racing, right? Okay. There's always the lane that everybody wants. Of course. Right? So if the majority of people are going to chase, it kind of defeats the purpose in a way. I, I don't know. Because you, you know, most of the time, people are going to want to chase, right? Correct. Just, but, so just like in drag racing, people, if, if the right lane is good, everybody's going to pick the right lane.
1: But you always have those surprises where there's some cars that are actually better suited for the left lane. And then they actually start winning on that side and it goes crazy. Drag racing is a whole nother sport anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Well,
0: cool. but then you have the um the situation where there's a car that's evidently a lot faster than your opponent. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you want to take the lead position first? And then you burn more of your tires. And then when you switch positions, then in many ways you don't have to work as hard because your tires will have less grip going up against a slower car.
5: Oh, slower. Well, yeah. If you're if your car's super fast, <clears throat> like if you're if, if I'm gonna go up against somebody that's super, say I'm super fast, okay. I wouldn't want to I would want to lead first, essentially. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be so fast that I can control my tire wear.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Like I can still be like you know, I'm talking like a crazy dramatic speed difference mm-hmm. to where I can like run them down the run-up get gone like it's seattle and then i can hold it on the bank like get the good gap going and then be like okay cool i'm just gonna like downshift an extra gear like barely like still drift right do a good lead run but like not a lot of wheel speed save my tires Mm -hmm. and then like instantly at the finish line let off like take as long as you can to cool your tires back off so you're kind of in control of your own tire wear Hmm. a little bit right it's not like a huge huge thing
0: Interesting. Well, uh, talking about uh, Evergreen, what's your what was your approach to hitting that bank? Because it it definitely caused a lot of issues for a lot of the competitors uh, this last round.
5: That bank is terrifying. Oh, it's boy. so it's so so fast, and uh, it's it's not very banked. It's like it's not flat. Like there's 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 banking to it, but like it's flatter than any other oval track that we go to. Um, and it's really, really long. Like the the turn, you're in the, you're on the bank forever. Yeah. Um it's it's scary enough to the point that like every year when I was running my own car, they do an event on Sunday and they allow all the pro cars or like the pro am dudes that have like you know all the safety gear, they let us run the five eighths bank. I would never pull my car out and do it. I was like, that's so scary. I'm not gonna do it if I don't have to. Like (laughs) it's like, it's gnarly. you're entering it like in the nineties, I think like, well, very high eighties. And that's the weird thing too, with Seattle, you're entering like high eighties, slowing down a little bit, like a few miles an hour by the end of the bank. When you're checking up for the outer zone, you're in like the mid to high nineties. Oh, wow! you're gaining speed on the bank. That's probably one of the few banks that you're really picking up speed like that
1: yeah hmm.
5: and it's noticeable
1: too because you see like they enter with a little bit of angle and then they start dialing up the angle because you're starting to pick up more speed so yeah. it, it's interesting i mean it's that is fast i mean at ninety mile an hour sustained speeds well yeah coming out of coming out of the first <laughs> turn at ninety yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you gotta transition into like this really tight you know that that's a terrifying track i i see your point there
5: uh, the the scariest part is it's a you know an oval track so it's meant to go left we're going right you literally enter at the open end of a wall yeah Yeah. like it's the open end like because there's a pit exit right there or that's the entrance i guess for like when the big semis come in Mm -hmm. and like they would put a giant tractor tire there and we are we're always like yo move that that's way more dangerous because if we had that we're gonna spring off and crash back into the wall but that i mean that track is super dangerous that's where die um destroyed that is 250
3: Mm
4: -hmm. like
5: 2009 I think and that crash like uh Justin Pollock's dad has told me about it he said he watched the crash and everyone's like oh we just witnessed the first death in drifting everybody thought that died died because it was such a bad crash
1: yeah
4: well
1: and last year he almost rode off a car too with the BRZ got really tweaked too so he has bad luck on that track (laughs) so yeah
0: but in regards to that track, does the does the grip levels get progressively worse as you go higher into the bank? Uh, no, no,
5: it, it's about the same. When you know, if you're like, if you're touching your bump, like touching or like an inch away, there's grip there. But if you go into where you're, because all the Formula D cars have at least at least a foot. Well, the Corvettes don't but like the other cars have like a foot of just squish space. Right. They're just, just fiberglass. Once you start squishing the bumper, you go out of the rubber and it, you, it's not necessarily you're in the marbles, but you're just on a green track. There's no rubber there. Yeah. So that's like, that's kind of what happened to Adam. Like he, he said it was like the marbles, but I think it was more, more so he went up into the green track because he mm-hmm. squished the back of the car in It was still going. And then when it hit, there wasn't, enough grip on the rear tires to go mm. like and keep going it just pushed them like that mm.
1: wow and that's a huge disadvantage for uh the corolla hatchback because it doesn't have a lot of overhang on the for the rear bumper so yeah there's a lot of
5: those in formula d these yeah. days <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I mean, I thought the disadvantage was a panhandle bar, but I mean, you learn something oh, new every day, right? Bar. Yeah. The no. Panhandle, bars.
4: panhandle
1: bar. <laughs> uh, we have discussions about that. Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why I brought that up is because I was looking at Adam LZ's ink card video and I was just trying to sort of like dissect it and analyze it and trying to sort of figure out uh, what was what exactly happening. And I think it just came down to just uh, an unfortunate uh, entry where he just didn't enter at the right area because comparing it to all of his other runs, like his practice and qualifying, like he had the right approach. It just so happens that every so often, and it, ha- it happens with every dr- driver that you just don't attack the course properly and mm-hmm. you land yourself in trouble. Yeah,
5: yeah, I. it was probably one of those things. He probably entered one mile an hour faster Mm -hmm. or three feet later, like Mm -hmm. these like almost in like unmeasurable distances or speeds, there's that one little bit and it threw him off. And then he got up into like the, the no rubber part of it. But I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know really anyone that's like a solid driver that hasn't super crashed a car in Seattle. Like it's a, it's yeah. just a thing like Seattle's a gnarly track and it's bound to happen yeah. to everybody.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
4: That's crazy. Yeah.
2: So so uh what are your plans for for next year? I mean, you're kind of just you did a, you did around uh, a couple rounds of clutch kickers. Mm-hmm. And um I mean, you got a new build coming or you just kind of taking it easy, taking some time off? We got some things
3: got some things
2: you know who else bought a car i don't know how far along he's gone is uh bill Stinger?
5: oh i heard about that one mm-hmm. i heard about that one
4: yeah
0: Oh, talking about Bill Stinger, I had a question uh for Pat. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, uh so Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. So Bill Stinger, uh he's for those you of you who don't know him, he's a South Florida favorite from uh, back in the day. He retired, I guess you can say, but uh, as Tim mentioned, he's probably coming back. But he had this strange approach to driving that when he brought it up to me, I was just like, that makes no sense. But it, he was telling oh, me that he feels that he drives better the more that he uh, the more he drinks. I'm talking about uh, of the alcoholic kind. Now, considering how Pat Gooden and Bill Stinger were good friends, party animals together, uh, I was just curious, Pat. Uh, do you share the same uh, approach, or is it something that's uh, no. not recommended?
5: <laughs> no. Uh, I've definitely witnessed the talent juice go into Bill Fisher. <laughs> McDonald's
2: <laughs> McDonald's cup.
5: And and watch the talent come out. And yeah. I was like, what the how are you doing that? <laughs> I don't know. We like we've messed around a few times, like at CFRC, like private days. And we just have like, like oh I drink a couple beers. Like, I'm gonna do some donuts. You know, just like whatever, no one's there. <laughs> be like, man, I'm like I'm doing the best donuts. Like no <laughs> one can do donuts better than me. <laughs> Somebody be like, Look at this sick video I took of you like doing donuts, and they're like drunk, too. And I watch them, like, Oh man, I don't guess I don't know how to do donuts.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, that actually takes you back to uh, remember when Bill did a the grind the, oh, up against the wall? On, yeah, the yeah. 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 yeah, I don't oh, think boy. he was
2: the only one, I think there's a couple that did that at CFRC.
1: I remember, uh, I remember going for a Franken slide one year, and we saw an RX-7 go over the wall in the back. Oh, Oh, Steve! No,
5: Steve! Yeah, angry, angry Steve!
1: Yeah, that was. I was like, "Oh my god! I I hope he didn't die." That was (laughs) that was nuts. the
5: The best part is the only thing it did is it. He had like a slip fit exhaust. It pulled the slip fit out of the exhaust and bent a ball joint. Oh my goodness! Wow. (laughs) Because we're like, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna get back? And I was like, all right, I'll go get my trailer and we'll come get it. He's looking at it, he goes, Oh, I think I can drive it. He turned it on, we're like, Oh, the exhaust is hanging off, and he drove it like back to my trailer, and I drove it because like it was the ball joint was really, really bent. Yeah, so we couldn't drive it home, but we drove it onto my trailer and we're like, I guess it's good. Mm, Good enough.
1: (laughs) Wow, that was crazy. That was the craziest crash with the most minimal result (laughs) ever. But thank god,
0: that was amazing. Hmm. Um, that gives me another question. That is, um so the, in the Holy Shift Fest, they're going to be having some drift games, yes. which is not new. Mm-hmm. CFRC had a set of drift games of yep. their own, mm-hmm. and I do recall Mr. Pat Gooden was a host mm-hmm. and also a judge. contestant. Oh, yeah. And a judge too, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, Pat, do you recall or would you recommend a, a game <laughs> that uh, perhaps we should do at the uh, Holy Shift Fest?
5: So we're talking like in the car stuff right yes yes, yes yeah, yeah yes okay yeah yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> not
2: pong not beer pong or anything like that no in the car games well i guess you could so do we, up your dash i don't know
5: um last year earlier last year osw did a drift games event and they would always do like the table game mm-hmm. you know like come in you got to park next to the table and i was like oh no we need to do the tandem table game that's sick you get two cars And they have to, like, we made them drift the entire track. They had to tandem the whole track. And then they both had to come into the table. And you measured from uh, table to door handle of the first car, then door handle to door handle of the second car. Oof!
4: Hmm, Wow.
5: That was, like, there were these two kids in BMWs. I wish I could remember their names. But they, like, and the rule was, if the cars touched, like, at all, it was zero. Like, it didn't count. Same as, like, touching the table. Mm -hmm. but the the e36 kids go around like ride doors the whole track layout come in and they ended up like bumping each other right at the end i was like hey i'm still gonna like it doesn't count but i want to measure it the first car was like four inches from the table and there was six inches in between doors like door handles wow that but that's like it's sick because like you see who, like, will really push it. Like, Mm -hmm. if you got two guys that work together really good, the the tandem table game is sick.
0: Tandem table game. That's a good one. Yeah, Yeah, that is a good one. I'm thinking about, like, a a slight modification of that, where, like, you have the table in the middle of the track, and then you have the two uh, drivers on the opposite side of the track, but they drive away from each other, right? They do their runs, and then they have to meet up at the table in the middle slide together. Yeah. They up? slide towards yeah. the table together. Hang on. Let me finish. Uh, and know. then how you measure it is that you get from the bumper of one car all the way over to the other side. And then you get a total width of uh, the t- two cars and the table in the middle. And that's how you judge know. that, uh, you
1: that one. I yeah. I, know I mean, that's going to be a table sandwich. I don't know. I don't
2: know. That, that a table sounds sandwich. good. As
5: long as the insurance company isn't watching. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, we had them drifting at each other.
5: <laughs> oh, okay,
2: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I mean, they're not going to be going that fast. They're going to be slowing down regardless. Yeah. If you I, think about it, it's not going to look. They have side uh, airbags too, right?
1: What
2: cars no. have that? What <laughs>
1: car? What dri- <laughs> my- i I I drive a mustang that thing's archaic okay so that that, that's not happening
0: well it's a good thing mustangs aren't popular in the drift scene all right that's why you got z's all over the place buzzing around yeah (laughs) but we disconnect
1: all
2: that
0: stuff (laughs) really yeah well that's not safe what's the matter with you guys how do you how do you pass tech that makes no sense well you know oh boy you know i know
2: a guy. I got a question. I was I watched the I watched the video. You were over there with um. This was when you had the O'Reilly's car, and you were mm-hmm. over there with Hurt at the Hoonigan garage. Oh yeah. And did you ever get your five dollars from Bert from Hurt?
5: Yeah. Oh, you did because <laughs> the video ended yeah. like, "Where's
2: my five dollars?" and it I was like, it, like,
5: "Oh, did he get the money?" It took him like. It was some ridiculous like length of time that it took him to give it to me. And then when he gave it to me, he like, made me feel like an idiot for taking it. <laughs> but then I like challenged him to something else for five more dollars. Uh-huh. One of us owes the other one five dollars right now, but I don't remember who it is. That's boring.
0: That's boring. Yeah. I just thought of something. Uh, Pat, just to clarify, you've, uh, in all of the events that you, uh, you were involved in, you've had to tech cars at some point or another, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. So what do you feel was the craziest thing that you saw somebody try to pass tech on? Like you saw it and you're like, I can't believe I'm seeing this.
5: Uh, well, okay. So there was one time a kid with a Z 31 showed up and his windshield is like shattered. The whole thing, like one side to the other corner to corner, top to bottom, just shattered. And I was like, look, dude, if there was a couple cracks, I'll let you drive. But like, that's ridiculous. Like you could push on it and it would go, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> no, no. I was like, he's like, well, dude, I just drove all the way here from like Jacksonville or whatever. And I was like, man, I'm really sorry. And I was like, I was like, we'll give you a refund. You know, we'll give you your 50 bucks back, whatever. And he goes, no, I want to drive. And I go, unless you can get somebody to put a windshield in it. And then I like kind of joking. He's like, or you can like kick it out and just drive in that windshield as long as you got a visor or a shield on your helmet. <laughs> he goes, all right. And like disappears and then, like 45 minutes later he drives back up and i look and i was like oh my god he got somebody to put a windshield in that thing <laughs> nope he just kicked it out and he drove, the, drove the whole drove the whole event and then he's like oh my car's overheating can i use the hose and i was like yeah sure and you know fill your radiator up with biflo water and he did it and he goes man it looks like it's gonna storm really bad like up near jacksonville i was like yeah all right, see you later. And he drives away no windshield and drove all the way to Jacksonville. And like somebody, I don't remember who else was driving up there. It might've been Andrew Hoffman was like with him or following him or saw him like a torrential downpour. And the kid just like cruising down 95 with no windshield. (laughs) 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 There was that kid. And then there was a Miata that came through one time and it had like, I think it had the right harness bar, but it was like mounted funny. So I'm like looking at it and I look at his harnesses and somebody else is looking at the car with me Tyson or Tommy and they pull on the harnesses like, huh? And they go, Oh, you should look at this. I go, okay. The kid, like he got the harnesses that had the, the eyelet in the end that you bolt Mm -hmm. to your uh, harness bar. But I guess you didn't have like a drill or whatever. So he zip tied the, the eyelet to his (laughs) harness bar. And I was like, I was like, dude, that you can't, you don't have seatbelts. He goes, yeah, dude. It's right there. And I go, dude, that's <laughs> not gonna hold anything. Like if you hit the brakes hard, you're gonna snap that. He goes, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. And I go, I can't let you drive, dude. He goes, the it's the best quote I've ever heard in tech. He goes, No, it's cool. I don't plan on crashing.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Confident man right yeah, there. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we've we've had some winners when we used to do county line. I've had people like not strap down the battery. I'm like, your battery's not strapped, and they're like, no, no, it's heavy. I'm
3: like, what, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? That heavy. makes it worse. That's the point. Strap
2: it down.
1: Oh man,
0: That was funny. Oh wow, great fun times. Uh, Tim,
2: I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I don't know. I'm. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, only other thing is, like, okay, so you got stuff in the works and you don't want to say it, and you know that's fine. And we will see you at club kickers next round. you're gonna be um i guess uh in charge of um crowd control <laughs> on the on the slip and slide. We'll see how that goes yeah, yeah. um I don't know
0: well also. Who knows? Considering the track record that the track has had, we're gonna probably have some sort of storm to deal with. Uh, no, I hope and, not. And oh no! And and
2: hang on, I'm I'm just saying, i just being. It's rained know. every day down here for the last two months. I understand. Every day, yeah,
0: the two months it's that. rained down here. But the thing is, you want an expert in the field, all right? That <laughs> has gone through everything, any sort of weather condition imaginable. This man has survived it all, and you want someone like Pat Gooden out there to ensure the safety. Of everyone that's out on the track, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: so
0: absolutely. Th- that's why I'm I'm excited. Wh-
2: where did the passion come from? Where did where did? Because I was doing King of Spring Break. But where did the passion, passion and passion? Yeah, that's did, a did good that come question. from you? Yeah. No, who, no, that was who, for who, me.
5: The, uh, did that come came from?
0: from?
5: Jared. Oh, Jared. <laughs> Jared. Oh, you
0: know, now does something happen behind the scenes that uh, we don't know about. That perhaps you could enlighten, <laughs> you know, shed some light on.
5: Uh. I'm trying to think of when he gave it's kind of like a lame story. It's not lame, it's just like kind of makes you sound like a bitch.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was uh I was just talking to Jared. I was like, I think it was 2013, and like had the bigger motor in my car, the dog box. I was like, Oh, I'm kind of competitive now. Like, you know, I wasn't like winning anything, obviously. I was like, dude, I just can't believe like I get to drive with like forsberg and turek because i when i got into drifting i didn't watch d1 videos i didn't watch any of the japanese stuff i watched formula d and like the drift alliance videos Mm i was like dude i get to drive with Vaughn getting jr i get to drive with you know all these dudes like this is the craziest thing in the world to me i was like it's so cool and then uh uh jtp beat me uh in 2013 at atlanta this is all at atlanta and uh I was just like, man, like I was was driving really good all weekend. I was like, I think I might like have something for JTP. Like it's going to be really hard. And I like, I just messed up really bad. Like I I felt like I embarrassed myself. Everybody else is like, dude, whatever. It's your second year of Formula D and it's JTP. Like I just, I basically coming up the hill, I like threw too much and had to go like straighten out and then go back. But I was just like, I'm devastated. And like I just came back and I was just started crying i was like i'm such a failure This is my what my eighth formula d event ever i was like i'm such a failure like i can't believe it and like jtp dude jtp is the coolest dude he came over and like hugging me he's like dude like it's okay man he's like i've been doing this forever like this is
4: Mm
5: -hmm. i'm in a falcon mustang like you're in a 240 you put together in your garage like don't don't freak out about it like don't get sad like and then, like, Formula D came over to try to, like, film me crying. And I was like, God, I was like, such an idiot. And JTP, like, got in the dude's face. He goes, you need to get the F out of here. Like, go away. Mm. Like, pushing the camera. Out, and I was like, oh, my God. And I told Jared that story. And then that's what it all turned <laughs> oh. into.
0: Ah, okay. Ah. That's interesting. So it kind of makes story, it sound like though. a
5: bitch that so was crying. But- <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 but no. no, that's, no that's, that's, a a, that's a good story.
2: That's a good story. Because, listen, <laughs> you guys... It puts so much on the line. You dedicate so much time. You have to, you know, people don't just do this because it's just like something. Oh, I just want to do it, you know, and see how it works out. No, you spent years and years driving local events, coming down south, going here, going there, getting seat time, wrenching on your car, saving money, living probably like not not great, right? We, We cut corners. Like, I don't want to spend $25 on a shirt. I, you know, my wife laughs at me cause I still have the shirts. Like, you know, since I first met her, I'm like, yeah, but there's, it's, it's a good shirt. There's memories in that shirt yeah. and she'll start throwing stuff away on me, but I would rather throw, you know, $50 at the car than buy a $50 pair of shoes. Right. Yeah. And these yeah. are things that we do. we Sacrifice <laughs> need that need we make. Shoes. <laughs> yeah, you <need> shoes. <laughs> sacrifice that we make. So all that's going to come to a point where you're going to perform and you let yourself down, or you're going to put too much pressure on yourself. As a driver, I think yeah. a lot of people do that. I know I do that. I'm always more critical of myself than I am. Like I can sit there and go out, everybody, and they can spin, and and I always, hey, listen, spin's good. You're, you're learning. You're learning the, the limits of your car. You know, don't beat yourself up. And you know, when I spin, there's just two people that really beat me up. Is one is Chris Jackson, and, <laughs> and, and myself. Right, those are my two biggest critics uh but so no i haven't we're all human and we're all gonna have those points where we break down so actually i think it's a great story yeah it's an so, awesome story i love it yeah so but i gotta
0: we gonna say something well yeah um but go ahead just go ahead. no
2: but i got so a flip side to that well, maybe not flip side but what would you say was your uh, in your um uh days traveling with formula drift where you just the craziest moment whether it be in the pits uh an after party or something going on, a heated moment between another you and another driver, what would you say is the craziest formula drift moment for you because we all saw von getting in asbo, they almost fought, right I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, now asbo's training, you know, so we see him <laughs> doing kickboxing and stuff, so with just big things to come, hopefully soon you know I always say i would pay
5: to I would pay to watch that fight though ah, see. <laughs> You so know, I got, we got a I
2: supporter. Got, <laughs> I got really criticized. We, we had a little skit the last show. I was like, I go, we need more fights in Formula Drift. You know, like, oh man, you know, NASCAR, they throw down, they start yep. fighting. It's exciting, right? Look, Pat already has a weapon right there. Yeah, like, he does. He's Look, gonna... There you go, right there. <laughs> 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 but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I got some flack for that comment. But, you know, obviously I'm not serious. Well, not 100% serious, but uh, that, all that passion. But if you could pick a moment, Good or bad, and for me to drift, I would probably say, "Wow, that was the craziest moment."
5: I can't think of anything like <clears throat> super cr- I mean, there's some stuff I can't talk about, but like, <laughs> okay, well,
4: what,
2: <laughs> something you can talk that, about
5: not 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 even involving me necessarily. Yeah. Like, there's some stuff that's happened with drivers, like on grid, where it's like there there've been fights, oh. but it's just like we don't talk about it. Right. Um, I don't know. The crazy like I don't really think anything like that crazy is really yeah, happening. And, to and me.
2: it's probably because he's the king of spring break, right? He's seen so many
0: crazy things I've so far. <laughs> so he's seen <laughs> so
2: much so for him to pull crazy it, it would have to be like pretty yes. extreme.
0: So and and not to mention what he what he could remember. Well, what he because could remember. Oftentimes, too. I mean, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's all a blur. Yeah, it's all a blur. That's yeah. for sure. So
5: Okay, there's two. one of them's not crazy it's just the first top 16 I made in 2013 Mm -hmm. when I beat Powers at Irwindale like to me I was just like I remember doing it and I was like holy shit I just beat I just won a battle in Formula D I'm gonna Mm -hmm. go to I I get to go to top 16 intros Mm -hmm. and like Tom Barnhart was spotting for me and he goes dude you won you won you won and I was like oh my god oh freaking out and then it was like that was crazy to me because then i went out for intros and i had a falcon model in my car with me and i drove out with DMAC, like another falcon car next to, and then we pulled out and there were the falcon girls at our cars i was like standing under the falcon umbrella Mm -hmm. and then i ran tyler mcquery and top 16 and like the hand-cooked girls are lined up behind him and the falcon girls are lined up behind me and just seeing that picture i was like this was everything that Mm -hmm. i ever wanted Right, like that was crazy. Yeah. The other one is just us being idiots. Me and a few other drivers that I won't name that are really <laughs> good at drifting that still do it uh, <laughs> in Seattle <laughs> uh-huh. decided after qualifying on Friday we're like, "There's a bar in town everybody goes to." Like, yeah, we're gonna go to the bar. And Jeremy Lowe would always like keep m- me and Tommy and whoever was with us like in check. Like, not oh. like, hey, don't drink too uh-huh. much, but he'd yeah, be yeah. like. Hey, like we need to, we need to leave at 11 to go to bed. Or he was always like Be responsible and you, you know, Jeremy, like he's mm. a super fun dude, like whatever. But he was just like, Hey, we're here to race. We're not here to party. We can party when we're done. So, so we're hanging out, we're drinking, having fun. I was like, yeah, I'm having a good, that a good Friday <laughs> night. And I kept looking at Jeremy and I was like, he's not, he's still, i don't know, we're still drinking beers and drinking <laughs> beers and like, these other very people that have mm-hmm. done very well in formula D or they're hanging out with <laughs> us. And I was like, I was like, they're still here. I can't be that late. I'm still drinking Tommy's with us and he's like hammered. And I was like, <laughs> man, I was like, he's going to have a rough day tomorrow. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of drunk. Like we should probably <laughs> probably get out of here. But then the lights turned on at the bar. And I was like, Oh, is there a fight? Like something's happening. The guys like last call leave. And I look at Jeremy and his face goes, Oh, it was 2 a.m. We're like, we're like, oh my God, no. And we go, we go back to the hotel and we're like, somebody's like, I got beer in the truck. We're like, oh, we're to drink beer at the truck. Jeremy's like, no, we can't, we can't drink beer at the truck. I was like, we'll I have one. He's like, All oh, right, we'll have one. And we go, we got like way too drunk. We go to sleep, we wake up, and like I knew it was bad because when I woke up, I didn't feel bad. I was like, Oh, I'm good to go. And Jeremy's so like, drunk. nah, dude. You're still drunk. I was like, oh my god. He's like, all right, like went and got coffee. Like we didn't have to drive for like four or five hours. Like went and got coffee, like he's got food, whatever. He's like, Hey man, you can't you can't be at the Falcon rig right now. Like you're a liability. He's like, You need to go somewhere else and hang out. So it's like an hour before the meeting, he made me put my suit on and I walked down to other person's rig and like me and other people are in the rig sleeping because we're like oh we're all dying And we go to the meeting and that event i was a i got fourth place i ran like i ran osbo in final four and it was raining and i was so tired and hungover that i was sitting in the car and it was my turbo car that had like a really weird cam so it idled really smooth i'm sitting in the car and i like. Put my head back a little bit in the seat, had my visor down. I close my eyes a little bit, and then something <laughs> hits my helmet, and it was Tommy throwing a Mountain Dew bottle at me. <laughs> I go, I go, oh, and I look, Osmo's at the line, and the, I can't remember who was running grid. They're like, come on, come, you gotta go to the brown box. I was like, oh, like, I definitely wasn't drunk at all, but I was hurting, like, falling asleep. <laughs> that it was bad. bad.
2: Sounds like a little bit of a Bill Stinger, um, kind of. Uh, I was thinking the same. Of attack there.
5: Well, I think I would have felt better if I did the Bill, the Bill Fisher. <laughs> but yeah, yeah
2: it's still, it's still, it's still funny. Bill Fisher, Bill Stinger. We know it was Bill Stinger, and I remember the times where I'm like, "Bill, you're not on the list." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I was like, "No, no, you're not on the list." Yeah, because I, I, I don't know where Stinger is his real name, and Fisher is just what he likes to do. I assume, right? No, Fisher yeah. is his
0: username. Yeah. Bill was, Fisher. Yeah,
1: that was his usual yeah, name. Bill Fisher. Fish.
0: I believe so.
5: I don't know. <laughs> this is Bill Fisher, <laughs> yeah. the King of County Line man. That's yeah, all I know. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I wanted to ask you, um, because we've been longtime supporters, uh, of your career, both on and off track, whatever hikings you may uh be a part of, we still support you. And and one other person that that has su- supported you. Draw all your endeavors is your mother, and mm-hmm. shout out to her because it's just crazy how we're just uh, caught up in the live stream. We're just hearing uh, like this person in the chat saying like, "Oh, you guys are doing great," And we're like, "What's going on over here?" And then you came on board. He told us like, "Ah, oh, the commentators love you," and I'm just like, "This is, this is great." So, um, yeah, yeah um, it, it, I, I don't know. I, it's just great to see that to see that considering how oftentimes you don't see uh parents getting involved in any sort of uh, support mm-hmm. and and to see her uh, be involved like that it, it's uh it's it's definitely unique and 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 great to see definitely
5: yeah um she loves it um like when i first started she would like come to osw when i was just doing normal events she came like a couple times she goes oh it's neat like that's what you're doing!" Like. Mm-hmm. I supported whatever, but it was no competition or nothing. And then when I went to do pro am, I was like, Hey, I'm going to North Carolina, I'm gonna drive this pro am, whatever. And she goes, Oh, okay, that's a really long trip. You sure you wanna, you know, whatever. I go, Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. And I went and I won the first round. I came home. She goes, Did you win? I was like, Yeah. She goes, Oh my gosh, so good, like, that's awesome. Like, made a big deal about it. And I was like, Thanks. And then the next round, she goes, Well, I can't, like, I can't pay for it. Like, I don't have the money to pay for it, but like, I can pay for your hotels. I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be incredible. And then like, cause the first round, we only got a hotel one night cause I couldn't, we couldn't afford anything else. And she's like, I'll pay for your hotels. Like I want to help you. And then that's how it started. Just like I started doing well and she saw like how seriously I took it. And like, it wasn't just like, I think it was more so she saw like when I would lose mm-hmm. and like, which shockingly in pro-am, I didn't lose that much. I actually did good in pro-am, but like, I, it would like, I was passionate about it. I'd be like, man, like this sucks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not mad at anybody that I lost, like mad at me. It's like, I can't believe I drove like that. I, I suck, like whatever. And then it's like, okay, well I got to fix the car. I have to do this. I have to do that. And she would always be like, Oh, like, that's like what you're doing. Go, yeah, it's, like, wanna, I go, yes. Like I want to, I want to drive formula D like this is everything that I've ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. since i was like 15 years old so i don't know i think she saw how serious i was about it and then like i'm also an only child so like anything that i do is cool like i could like <laughs> weave baskets and she'd be like <laughs>
4: this is, you're
5: the best basket weaver no but like i think she just saw like how seriously i took it and how passionate i was about it and was like okay like i'm gonna help you out the best that i can
3: mm-hmm.
5: and it's you know I, I think a lot of people think like my mom paid for all my drifting. Like, mm-hmm. Nope. Like we don't have, we don't have the money to do that. Like mm-hmm. she helped me like with hotels and like the first couple of years of formula D she paid for my hotels for me and stuff like that. Like, which is a big cost, but like, you know, I'm not saying it's nothing what she did. It was right. big what she did. But like, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, like she just pays for everything for you. I'm right. like, no, no. like, I wish, like I wish, that'd be awesome.
2: Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Don't we
5: all?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Tim, anything else you you wanted to mention? No. No?
1: no. no. Uh, just uh, we can't wait to see you back out on the track. Uh, we, yeah. We, we We at least uh think you're cooking something up. <laughs> so, mm. so we'll we'll find out soon, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe yeah. he's not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. We're going to see him. He's not going anywhere. That's for sure.
0: Oh, no, definitely no. not. No. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, it's, uh, are,
2: are you going to be staying at the Island?
0: Hotel. Okay. All right. Um, we're we're oh, going to yeah. be staying close. I have so-
5: a. I have a hard 6 PM cutoff on Sunday. <laughs> if the event's not over at 6 PM, you're gone. I'm out. I'm going, I'm going to the Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm going, um, I'm going with, um, uh, Steven Tassanero. Oh, okay. Um, He's driving, uh, the bell Raceworks SC 300. Oh, uh, nice. we've been helping, you know, bell does all the, uh, suspension, like makes knuckles and arms and all mm-hmm. this cool right. stuff for SC stuff. And like, he's kind of like, Hey man, I want to push it. I want to show it's competitive. And we just designed like a V2 knuckle like that. I don't really know if he wants me to tell all this, but surprise, there's a V2 knuckle <laughs> that we don't know <laughs> if it's going to come out or, you know, it's in, it's in, it's first rendition. We have it on the car, but it's a toe gain knuckle for an SC. Uh, his front kit is, you know, massive steering angle, um, and it, everybody's like, "Oh, it's an SC. It's an SC." Secret time, they're the same size as a Corvette wheelbase and track width. Oh, so wow. and like yeah. I drove it, and it drives like a Corvette. So uh-huh. that's a good thing. Yeah, Steve yeah. Steven's going to be driving the uh, Bell's SC three hundred, so I'm going to go up there and help him out.
2: Nice. All right. Well, we'll we'll definitely see you at the Island Hotel.
0: That's for sure.
5: Yeah, for sure. I'll be there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe yeah. Pat is the type of person that like you can't contain him in party mode. In party mode, <laughs> and, well, and then he's just—it's he, like you try to track him and you don't know where he's at because one moment he's there, another moment is not. Like world famous Chris Jackson.
2: Oh yeah, Jackson's a. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know hey, you know, Dude, you guys-
0: still brat. I think Jackson said he
2: he beat you once. Is that, is that true? Beat him at what? In, in tandem, I think. In tandem? I think so. I
0: find that hard to believe.
2: Uh,
0: it was probably a long time ago. I, I thought you were talking about a drinking competition or something, but uh, tandem, not. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it could just be Jackson
2: talking, you know, dreaming stuff <coughs> up.
5: I remember I went to that, the casino event. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. in the world's <laughs> narrowest parking lot. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. like, no, it's. Jackson's like, no, it's cool, man. Come down. It's, I was like, well, I'm like, I know my FD car isn't anything. It's only 400 horsepower, but like, it's kind of fast. And like, well, I mean, I'm going to bring big tires. He goes, plenty big enough. i was like, are you sure? And he goes, Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And I show up and I'm like, are we going like, how does this work? He goes, no. Yeah. See that? Like that alleyway, we're going to dr- the tracks in there. I was like, Oh, okay. Fair enough. And then I got kicked out of the casino wasn't there like a there was like a quiet, quiet riot, riot. <laughs> quiet riot was playing <laughs> and I, I got kicked out of the quiet riot show but then you could stand outside and still see <laughs> yep. yep. the show so i was just yelling, quiet riot sucks <laughs> <laughs> <It was like> <laughs> scr- <laughs> and then bill, bill fisher's chasing me around the casino it's oh, okay. <laughs> just so like i'm leaving i'm leaving was, uh,
4: yeah I, yeah yeah
0: well yeah. actually a tactic that uh you could have done was just grab another shirt
2: oh so yeah so we were at the <laughs> island and uh this was l- yeah so marco got kicked out from jumping off the rocks at uh, I, g- I gave him my shirt i gave him the clutch kicker shirt and he was able to come back in i don't know how they didn't <laughs> figure that out but it worked
5: oh what a mess
2: yeah it was a mess because <laughs> he was hiding underneath like the tiki bar like he was underneath us you know like like a lost, do- like a lost dog, like because like, uh, they kept kicking it. It was like it was like, hey, I was like, Mark, here, take my shirt, switch shirts.
0: Yeah, it, it took him a while for him to like divulge to us exactly what he was doing yeah. down there. Yeah, like for all we know, he could have been like treasure hunting or something yeah. like that. Like a lost treasure puppy. Hunting. He was like
2: a lost puppy. Yeah,
0: yeah, and next thing you know, it was like, oh, this is what's going on. All right, well, here, let's help you out. Mm-hmm. And it just like you mentioned, it all worked out. It did. It worked out in the end yes indeed mm-hmm. all right um so pat where can people find you over on the internets in the interwebs
5: i don't post anything
0: you don't i don't, post do, I
5: don't do anything anymore
0: you don't no? so you, you've gone incognito uh, right you've gone off the grid
5: yeah just chilling okay i don't have anything worthwhile to talk about anymore so i'm just gonna hang out
0: Well, I feel like you've spent an hour and thirty minutes uh, talking about a lot of interesting things. I mean, we just learned about the SE (laughs) three hundred having the same wheelbase Mm -hmm. and uh, as the Corvette, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's that was amazing. I I thought they were much longer, but yeah. But
2: uh, well, and you got plenty of useful information for Steve because you're going to be helping him out. So you're still a valuable resource, my friend.
0: Thanks, man yeah and actually um are you uh i guess this is sort of like a con- consulting service are you open to uh anybody that's willing to uh hire you for such a service
5: uh yes and no hmm. like i i would i would do it i'm kind of like doing this with steven just because we're trying to help develop the car together um no one's really asked me um yeah i
0: mean i guess i guess i would do it hmm. okay well, well interesting you heard it here so <laughs> you may see pat uh well you're definitely going to see pat at close figures in the mm-hmm. next round and you may see him elsewhere in some other track mm-hmm. helping out somebody else or commandeering a vehicle which of course i know he's open to that as well you have a talented driver who's capable of many things and you've seen his ability and uh I can't, I can't wait to see him. Like it's 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 great to see him off the track, but I would prefer to see him on the track. Right, absolutely. Prefer to see he'd him. On prefer the
2: tra- to be on the track, like the rest <laughs> yeah. of us. Yes, indeed. Yep.
0: Sure. So, want to give uh, another thank you to uh, Mr. Pat Gooden for joining us tonight, and also to everybody who joined us in the chat, and um, and what else i can say just um uh, actually if tim you wanted to mention a couple of things about holy shit fest before oh, we'll we go just,
2: yeah we we'll just wanted to mention holy shit fest i didn't even look at the um anyways it's going to happen the last weekend of august There's going to be two day of camping and there's gonna be a bunch of people i don't know who they are singing and rapping <laughs> and stuff so um but it looks like it's going to be fun uh there are going to be there's going to be a discount code drift sessions so you can receive some money off um your tickets i think it's ten dollars until monday and then i think it goes down to five dollars uh i know there's gonna be plenty of seat time for the drivers so saturday is gonna be the festival and two tracks going from three to i think I don't know, 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock at night wow and you can camp out at the track and then the next day it's not gonna be any concert or anything next day is really just gonna be for all the, the drivers just to spend another uh almost full day drifting get another seven hours of driving in so it's, it's gonna be fun yeah we're gonna have a good time
0: Sweet. uh are we doing a, a show uh two weeks from now i think two weeks from now it's clutch kickers right? yeah man? i was gonna yeah, mention
1: we'll, that that we're gonna be off until probably september yeah because, oh. yeah
2: so because we have clutch kickers and then we have holy Shift fest right after so
1: yeah. probably
0: the first week of september so
1: we're gonna have a lot to talk about in september yeah. yes
0: indeed yes yeah, okay. so. well in any case well we're not gonna be here for a while folks but uh you'll catch us uh on the live stream for the Seekers and the live stream for the uh, Holy Shift Fest that's taking place. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and uh, hope to see you around. Take care. Good Good night. Good
4: night.